Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor, how you been? I'm doing great, Mike. Good to be with you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, you, man, you look good today. You dressed up for today's show. Oh, yeah. I look good. Yeah, that, that suit and tie, <laughs> man. I think it's Sunday. All of a sudden, I got a little nervous. I was supposed to be valeting cars or something today, and I didn't want any of my girlfriends getting upset with me. That you weren't there to, to, to help them. Yeah. Hey, our special guest, we talk about this guy, not every show, but pretty darn close. He's been such a friend of this show. He's a Wisconsin native. He's helped us a lot with guests because he believes in, in the mission of Faith in the Zone. His name is Tom Roy. Tom, how you doing? Hey, fellas. Doing great. Good to hear your voices. Man, it's good to hear <laughs> your voice. Hey, so Tom is the former president and founder, I guess, of, of UPI. He, they say he's retired, but... I, I, I don't know. He's not fully retired, I'll tell you that. Hey, Tom, let's talk about retirement with, with UPI and, and what that looks like for you. Well, uh, 39 years uh, in God's sovereignty, he allowed me to uh, oversee and serve those men. And uh, it was actually uh, at our cabin in Door County where I sensed that God said, okay, it's time to move on. I've been mentoring Mickey Weston for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, the prayer then was, how do I go about this? And I went to the board and to Mickey, and it was just beautiful, uh, the handoff. And Mickey has done a wonderful job. And so what that meant was that as of uh, February 1st, I was no longer connected uh, officially, even though I am still on the board of directors as the founder, they let me on the board. And um, I basically, I was so good to God. I said, I'll give you a month. I'm going to pray, <laughs> figure out what's next. And then I got convicted about that, that who am I to tell God I'll <laughs> give you a month. But anyway, uh, I started being a little more intentional about that. Uh, because, first of all, I don't believe in retirement, meaning you're not doing anything. I believe that retirement is just reevaluating your gifts, your strength, and then investing in the kingdom. So that's just my personal um retiring, meaning putting more rubber on the tire is what's happened, and uh, weight-wise probably as well as <laughs> opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what happened the month of February. My wife and I just prayed, and we had a couple of different opportunities. And one happened, like February 2nd, is that uh, Grace College's president, Bill Cadup, who's a wonderful man, uh, we have breakfast for accountability guys, and 
he asked me if I'd co-coach, co-head coach the baseball team. Uh, their coach left in the middle of December, leaving them with some openings. And so they made a 33-year-old pitching coach the co-head coach with me. And uh, quite honest, Dr. Kate wanted some gray hair in the dugout. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful thing. I, I told the team first meeting, I said, anything with two heads is considered a monster. And uh, <laughs> Coach Roth is really the head coach. I'm there to give him guidance. And it's been beautiful. Uh, just how that's worked out. So that's kind of what retirement looked like for one day. In fact, real quickly, guys, um, I went in to talk to Chad Briscoe, the athletic director, and his secretary said, hey, congratulations on retirement. And I said, thanks. And I walked in there, and then I walked out, and she said, that was the quickest retirement because <laughs> she had a contract. <laughs> he had called her and said, all right, have him fill out these forms. So, yeah, that's what retirement looks like, guys. That was a long answer, but that's what it looks like. I'm excited to be continue, hopefully, to be used by Jesus. Amen. Hey, that's great, Tom. Hey, why don't, uh, some of the listeners might not be that familiar with UPI. If you could just, again, 39 years you were the, the executive director of UPI. Why don't you kind of go into that? And then my other question would be, uh, I'm curious to see how the baseball team's been doing this, this spring. <laughs> All right, well... Uh, the first one, UPI is a ministry to pro baseball particularly, but because of that, there's offshoots. We're a discipleship and evangelism ministry, and our purpose was to reach, teach, and train for the purpose of sending pro baseball players back into their worlds and the world. So their worlds, of course, would be their family, uh, their locker room, uh, their profession, their church. Uh, we're big into local church. And then uh, all of our guys are former players, so they understood the culture and the language of the game, and they're in there digging in the Word, teaching these men the Word of God, and then during the off-season, taking them on missions trips uh, around the world. And, uh, man, it was just such a humbling honor to be able to be called by God to do that. I'm telling you guys, it was amazing. And the guys that are on there now are not only humble men, who have had success. They're humble men who love the Word of God. So that's UPI, and UPI.org is a site, uh, and I love, love the ministry. Uh, in terms of the baseball season, I'll just give perspective first, because that's always fun. Uh, we were in the preseason poll picked to finish 10th out of 10, and we beat that by a little bit. We actually made the tournament, uh, which the school has only done twice in its history. So at some level, we turned it around, but uh, the school hasn't had a winning season since 82. And so uh, we're very thankful for the small advance we made this year. Uh, we just uh, had our conference meeting, and a couple of our kids got some honors. So these are things that haven't happened in a while. And I think Coach Roth has done a wonderful job, and the kids are buying in. And uh, he loves Jesus, and that's it. If you're looking, I'll do an ad. If you're a ball player that can play, okay, that's another criteria. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we got enough of them that can wear a uniform. But if you, got, if you can play and you want to grow in your faith, man, I, I really believe in what Coach Roth is doing here. Great. Hey, you know, I might have some eligibility left. Oh boy! You, you need me to come and, and get up on the <laughs> up on the bump and start throwing some knuckleballs or something. I might be your guy. 
you know we have workouts in the fall, Mike. You want to come in? I don't want to because we're friends making evaluations. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, you're not, you're not going to win the Kentucky. You the I'll tell you this, Roy. Why don't you get in the batter's box against me? And then we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. I can I can barely even throw it that far anymore. Hey, by the way, are you still throw, are you throwing batting practice at all? You know, I didn't this year. I messed with the kids that I would. Uh, I occasionally hit fungos, but it turns out they're more ground balls and fly balls. And, you know, it's just kind (laughs) of when you don't do it, you lose it, right? But uh, I haven't thrown a full batting practice yet, but I've thrown enough to know that they knew that I used to be able to throw. Let's just put it that way. You know what? You tease them a little bit and never bring it back. That's the yeah, key to right. that thing. So then they tell everybody, no, he can he can still pitch. Hey, how did Tom? We we talked about this. I think the first time you you were on a number of years ago. But how did UPI start? Unlimited potential in Christ is is what. And again, it's UPI dot org. If you want to know more about that organization, but how did you originally start UPI? Actually, I was a college coach. Uh, at that point, I was at Grace College. Before that, I'd been at Huntington University. I was at a missions conference, and they were talking about reaching the world, and it was like the Holy Spirit hit me uh, very personally and said, just reach your world. And I'm like, well, you know, having this conversation, not audibly, but uh, my world is, and, and it was just so clear to me that I knew the culture of baseball, having been released by the San Francisco Giants organization, and then secondly, I uh, knew the uh, language uh, of baseball so that I could integrate the culture and language together. And so by faith, my wife and I went to a lawyer and incorporated this thing called UPI back in an era where it wasn't as popular as it is now to talk about Jesus in the locker room 40 years ago. Um, and obviously now because of other ministries, Baseball Chapel, AIA, FCA, uh, hopefully UPI has added a little of that. The name of Jesus is at least allowed, and we have seen man after man, and you've had many on your program that are not ashamed of the gospel, and so we're thankful and humbled for that. But that's kind of how it started, in my basement with a push t- a push phone, you know, a little brown phone and nobody to call, and it's amazing. It's, it's the closest thing I've seen to a miracle that for 39 years, God blessed us, and so... That's kind of my story. I'm sticking with it. Hey, hey, Tom, How? what was the reaction in the beginning of this? And do you remember the first guy that, that, that said, yes, I'll, let, me get, let me get involved with this with you? You know, the first guy, and some of your listeners may understand, uh, but he was back 40 years ago, was the first baseman for the Houston Astros named Glenn Davis. I had never met Glenn. I think he hit like 30 home runs that year, so I, obviously I knew of him. And he called that phone. He heard about us somewhere, and he goes, how do I sign up? And, of course, I'm like, well, we don't even have a sign-up. I don't know what you mean by that. (laughs) And uh, he ended up going on seven missions trips with us. Uh, There were other players, the Brewers. There were a couple of those guys that were really instrumental in encouraging me back in that day. And they were pretty good back then like they are now. Uh, Those were the days, you know, Molitor and Yount and those people. And then, of all things, the Seattle Mariners, man, Harold Reynolds and Alvin Davis, Dave Valley, and I I don't want to drop names. You're asking me about in the beginning. Uh, If you didn't have those guys, it was lonely. Because even guys that would say they're Christians, you know, if you'd be waiting for them out at the bus, they'd put their hat down and walk on the bus and not even say hi. 
because they weren't walking with Jesus. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so in the beginning, it was pretty lonely. But the names I mentioned to you, and there are others, were so significant in encouraging us to continue this thing, because it was something brand new that no one had ever seen before. And uh, let's face it, ownership wasn't real fired up. They don't care. They just want to win, right? Right. And uh, now we've seen the the gospel infiltrate almost every locker room of every organization. Tom, you know what's interesting is Pastor and I were looking back at, at, at this show, Faith in the Zone, and what we didn't realize is come October, we've been doing this six years. And we, you know, early on, it was really difficult. And then once, once we were able to get a couple of guys and a lot of them with your help, but to be able to tell somebody, Hey, look, Bobby Bowden came on or, or Tony Dungy came on or Pastor Daryl Strawberry came on. All of a sudden that gives the show a little bit of, Oh, oh, really? Okay, well, now tell me again, what's the show? And similar to, to a guy like Glenn Davis or Harold Reynolds, those are those are big names back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, and again, it's the Holy Spirit that allows us this opportunity and uh, his word that hopefully gives us the courage to do it. But it, you're right, uh, God also uses people. And these were people of influence at that point in the game. And uh, I wish I saw them more often. You know, that's the sad side. 40 years ago, and I've seen those guys a few times in the last 10 years, but I wish I could give them a big hug again. They, they know the part they played, but again, they were young men at that point. Uh, as you guys both know, Major League Baseball players aren't 50 years old. Right. They're 22 to 28 years old primarily, and these young kids took a chance, and uh, I'm so thankful the Lord put them in our lives. You know, we got to get to a break, but it's interesting, Pastor. And this was, you know, again, six years ago, five and a half years ago, I was emceeing a, uh, an awards banquet out in Waukesha. And I got done, and a guy came up to me and said, Hey, do you take uh, referrals or requests for um, guests on Faith in the Zone? I said, Yeah, I, I definitely do. And he said, You might want to look up a guy named Tom Roy. He said, I grew up, uh, I grew up in Grafton. And uh, he he was in Grafton. He's doing some really good stuff. I don't know the name of the company, but you know him being a Wisconsin guy might be a good tie for you. Well, if that guy didn't reach out to me about Tom Roy, I don't know where Faith in the Zone would be because he's been such a big help for us. Oh, he has been. And Tom, we we appreciate all you've done uh, to help us with this. Uh, I, and I think Mike, if we remember, there are folks that didn't think we'd be on for six months. They yeah. did not. They did not. And and who knows if we'll get to six years. I think we will, but it'll be on October. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I want to talk to Tom Roy. We're going to ask him for his testimony, as we do at every one of our shows. And then he has written a book called Shepherd Coach. And I want to talk a little bit about, about this. Again, the name of the book is Shepherd Coach, Unlocking the Destiny of You and Your Players. And we'll talk to Tom about that on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest. 
He is Tom Roy. First and foremost, he's our friend. Tom Roy, he is the uh, former president and founder of UPI. You can go to upi.org for more information on that ministry. Um, Or tomroy.net. You know, that's uh, a place that you can go and and learn more about Tom if you have interest. in. in, And he gets back to Wisconsin quite a bit. If you need a keynote speaker, if you're uh, looking to get more information on the book that we're going to talk about, or just information on Tom, tomroy.net is a perfect place for, for you to go. Uh, Pastor, segment two is always your favorite. Yeah, we just love to always hear how um, our different guests, and Tom, you've been on before and shared it with us, but we could have folks that either don't remember it or haven't ever heard it before, but we love to hear how individuals begin their journey of faith with with Jesus Christ. So we'd love to hear hear you share that again with us here. Sure. I, uh, I'm honored to do that because it's not about me. And from a young age, my parents saw fit to send me to a parochial school, so I heard about Jesus. But like most young kids, I felt guilty, and, you know, uh, (laughs) I I sinned a little bit. Let's just put it that way. Um, And then I got into high school, and sports became the deal. If uh, some you guys may remember, we had a pretty good basketball team back then, and we went to the state finals. And it was um, just a time where athletics became the center of my life. My dream, however, had always been to play baseball at a professional level. And as you guys know, especially back then in Wisconsin, the season uh, doesn't get started till maybe the middle of June, it seemed like. And the draft was over and there was not going to be a chance, I thought. But I pitched in, um, I can't even remember, it's been so long, 50 years ago, a really good league in Milwaukee. And uh, Falk Corporation and various large companies had these college players in, and I was pitching and did pretty well. Bottom line is I signed with the San Francisco Giants, and I thought I had it all together. And so a little town of Grafton, love Grafton, still love going back there. It's changed a lot. But I remember going into a restaurant, which no longer exists, and there was this young lady in there. And uh, I, for some reason, didn't see her, even though she's beautiful. But her friend said, oh, there's Tom. He just signed to play baseball. So she kind of had her eye on me. I had my eye on her. And so uh, eventually I uh, asked her if we could go on a date. And she said, well, you need to ask my dad. And I'm like, what? And uh, they had just moved to town from upstate New York. And so I I show up at their house, and their dad wouldn't even let me in the house. Uh, back then uh, was the days of long hair and beads and all that kind of stuff, and I was dressed to the max that way because mm-hmm. I thought I was cool. <laughs> and uh, I was that athlete that was a little different, if you will. Uh, he didn't let me in the house. And finally she said, Dad, he signed with the Giants. And, oh, come on in, <laughs> which, again, it always baffles me. And uh, so we went out on a date, and when we got home, she went in the house and brought a Bible out to the car and shared the gospel with me. Mm. And I'd like to tell you that I was convicted, but I was ticked. And I was just like, I've never had a date like this. And I dropped her off, and I went out with my buddies, and we stayed out late hours. Let's just put it that way. Um, But I really did like her, and obviously I saw something in her other than her beauty that was uh, deeper than that. And so we continued to date, and we pretty much went to Bible studies in church, and there was a couple called the Copelands, Brian and Dell, and he was a doctor, um, and she, I think, uh, I think she was homecoming queen at Michigan State in her day, 
and they ended up with New Tribes missions for mm-hmm. many, many years. But mm-hmm. they had a Bible study in their home, and so we'd end up there every Friday night, and they did it strategically on Friday nights. And uh, that's where we would have our date and go out and get something to eat. Um, I eventually uh, got released by the Giants, um, and I'm not going to go into all the detail, because even in that, the Holy Spirit was there uh, convicting me. Uh, and and when I say that, showing me of my sin, but also my need and the love of Christ, if you will, um, not just get to heaven, but the love of Christ. And I came home, and I got a job at a foundry, and life was just going nowhere. But she continued to care about me and about my soul. And a few months after that, in her family room, uh, she led me in a prayer, and I asked Christ to come in and uh, forgive me and take over my life, really not knowing all that meant, but she was so excited. And I'm like, what are you so excited about? She goes, you have no idea where God could take you. And uh, she was right. And we have been married now 48 plus years. Uh, we got married a few years after that, but it was her that actually led me to Christ by, you know, what would be called missionary dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she did it. And uh, I came to faith. And uh, I'll just add to that that um, after we got married, it was a little unique because I had an understanding that I was supposed to be the spiritual leader, but I was not. I didn't know the scriptures that well. And so that's a whole other story, guys, for us men, to be able to sit under the teaching uh, humbly of your wife for a while. And she wouldn't open the Word and teach me because I was too proud, but she she showed me what it meant to be a believer. And we got involved in a local church, and we, we understood the part of giving back to the church financially and of our services and everything. And God matured us. And so... Uh, I give a lot of credit to, obviously, Jesus and the the good news of the gospel. Um, But my wife, man, Karen, was very instrumental in me coming to faith. So whoever's listening out there, if you have a a spouse or uh, someone that you like, um, do not be ashamed of the gospel. It's powerful. Romans mm. 1, 14 through 16. Right, Pastor? That's exactly right, Tom. That is a tremendous... I, it's just so refreshing again to hear it and uh, hear how God brought. I mean, to, you, you think of it. She, you know, they'd moved to Grafton, right, from upstate New York. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and that—that's all of God's plan that you all would would uh, connect, and she yeah. would be so focused on the gospel. I mean, you praise the Lord for that, and and then you get in a good church and you sit under the teaching and the preaching of the word, and you you get stronger and you grow and. And uh, you know, that, yeah. that that that's that's awesome, and and that's uh, that's that's my passion on Sundays to get up and share the word, and then through the week get with people, and you know I get with Mike and try to keep him keep keep him focused. Uh, dur- <laughs> really? Yeah. Good luck with that. Nobody's been able to do that my entire life to keep me focused. Right. I, I, can... I think that's so key, though, Pastor. Yeah. I want to encourage you in that, because I'm sure there are days that you wonder, but you don't know what the Holy Spirit is doing. And yeah. this pastor that was discipling me, actually, at that point, was in West Virginia. I was a radio announcer at that point. And uh, he introduced me to Grace College. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, as much as his teaching was powerful and it changed me, when I got here and I saw other athletes and I saw coaches that loved Jesus, 
Mm-hmm. That took me to another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I'd like to tell you it was just 10 verses that changed my life, and they were. There were a lot of verses. Only the Holy Spirit can change us. But mm-hmm. seeing the example of athletes, I had never seen that. You know, I told you where I'd come from. And you don't know who's sitting in those pews, uh, but mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit does, going back to your point, how he will take people from different parts of the world and bring them right to the divine appointment that needs to happen. Yeah. So I encourage yeah. you, Pastor. Today, <laughs> well, to I appreciate I appreciate it, Tom. You've been an encouragement to me again with sharing your testimony and your walk with the Lord. And, uh, and I, I'm just so appreciative. You're one of those guys that isn't ashamed to... Talk about the Lord and what he, He's done in your life. Does he get up on the mountaintop with us, Pastor? No, he gets up on the mountaintop. He, he, man, Absolutely. he is. Yeah, there's there's no doubt uh, about that. And, you know, again, any chance we get to have Tom Roy on, and, and the the guy that I, I was thinking about who who uh, passed your name to me is a guy named Tom Garrity from, yeah. uh, from Grafton. I don't know if you remember him at all, Tom, but he was a guy that— um, might be younger than you are, but knew about you and knew the fact that that you were a guy from Grafton doing really good work with a company called UPI. And I just wanted to thank Tom uh, for years yeah. ago, just uh, Tom Garrity for saying, "Hey, uh, hey, Mike, this is a guy you might uh, might want to look into and and uh, and talk to." Hey, when when UPI started. Uh, you had to go back to, to to when Karen said, "You know, the Lord, He may have something in mind for you." You know that's and and I can't imagine you know how how she was feeling about look the, the Lord is is has taken this man who I had to sit down and 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 ask to accept Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and now look at the great work that he's doing all over the world she must be really proud of the work you've done Tom. Well, um, I, I can't speak for her, but I'm sure proud of her and she loves Jesus man she's a Bible study teacher for women here. She does a wonder. She has a teaching gift. She really does, guys. Um, so I'm thankful for her. So I hope she's thankful for me. But she's gone through some stuff. And Pastor, you understand it even at a higher level than I do. But in ministry, it's not all beauty. You know, there's some really, really tough times, and she's been there mm-hmm. to, uh, as my wife, to encourage me. I wanted to go back on Tom Garrity for just a second, Mike. Uh, he was a good football player. Yeah, I coached him yep. when he was in Pee Wee's. We started a team there. I can't even remember what we called it. There was no football for young kids in Grafton. I put a thing in the paper. We had 100 kids show up, and I was the only guy out there. And Tom Garrity was one of them. He ended up playing at Michigan, starting there as a center. And his two boys are both, I believe, playing D1 football. Now. They are. So there's a good football family right there for you. You bet. Uh, and they're uh, they're out at Waukesha South uh, High School and um, yeah, I, I run into him every once in a while in the gymnasium, and and I always thank him for for uh, for passing your name along, and and he listens to Faith in the Zone, so I'm I just wanted to thank him on the air for for doing that. It's yeah. it's amazing, you know, just to, to be able to pass along names to say, hey, look into this guy, or look into that, has been key to our success uh, with Faith in the Zone, and some of the, the the people we've had on to spread the word has been incredible, guys. We've got to get you a break. Other side of the break, Tom Roy is our special guest. You can go to TomRoy.net. That that gets you the best information on Tom. And again, if you're looking for a keynote speaker, he travels. Doesn't travel quite as much as he used to. 
but he still travels and he gets into the state of Wisconsin quite a bit. Yeah, he would be a really guy for you to reach out to and and say, hey, can you come and to speak to our men's group at this church or talk to our team? Um, go to tomroy.net. Other side of the break, I want to start to talk a little bit about this book, Shepherd Coach, unlocking the destiny of you and your players. And we'll do that on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. And again, he's uh, he is a good one, man. We, we just enjoy any time that we get um, with Tom Roy. You can go to TomRoy.net for more information on, on this book that we're going to talk about in this segment. Name of the book, Shepherd Coach, Unlocking the Destiny of You and Your Players, that Tom has written. And again, you can go to TomRoy.net to get this book. Hey, Tom, can we talk a little bit about you know the, the reason for writing this book and, and uh, when it started and, and a little bit about it? Sure. Well, as I mentioned, I had been in coaching and then came to faith, and I was a guy who was a Christian that coached. And uh, for the past 29 years, I've been the chaplain for the Christian College Baseball World Series, 10 teams from all across America, and I do a chapel for each team. This book is a culmination of the coaching I've done, speaking to those coaches, the players, and to try to articulate what it means not to just be a Christian that coaches, but a coach who truly honors Christ through his coaching. And so the phrase there, my publisher put on there about changing your destiny, it's really exciting phrase, right? It's the hard work of seeing your role as a coach as being more than a mentor, but a discipler. Mm. And uh, I give some ideas on how that can look. Uh, I wrote the book for little league coaches all the way up to major league coaches. Now, obviously, there are places that it won't touch it. But I think the unique thing, uh, guys, about this book is it's a workbook. It's not a book where you sit down and you start reading and you go, okay, okay. The chapters are very short and the print is very large because (laughs) I was a coach, right? And people throw you books and you go, oh, thanks. Uh, So, for example, the first chapter may be five paragraphs and then a lot of space for you to write. And it's asking us to consider why do we coach? Why do we coach where we are? What's our philosophy of coaching? You know, I have a friend that I'd love to have on your program that played for the for IU football and for the Colts. And uh, when he read the book, he said, you know what? All the football I've played in the CFL and the European League and the NFL, he said, I've always heard about coaches' offensive philosophies and defensive philosophies, but I've never heard them articulate their philosophy of life and their philosophy of coaching. And so that's how this book starts. The first three or four chapters are just asking you, the coach, to put down what it is. And I'm finding so many don't know what it is. They've Mm -hmm. just modeled what they've seen. Mm -hmm. And if it's been a good model, great. But I want to challenge coaches to become ministers of the gospel through their sport. So as you go through this book, and I'm pretty excited about it, actually, you can tell probably, 
uh, <laughs> uh, because I'm getting feedback from coaches that, wow, uh, either I had one from a coach that coached 46 years, and he just told me I got a, a text unsolicited from him two days ago saying, in 46 years, I wish I'd have known this in the beginning. He said, I learned most of this stuff through hard knocks. But this book, and he said some real nice things about it. Guys, I'm not Willie Shakespeare. Please know that. But it's a workbook. And if, if people out there know of a coach who's even a little league, I mean, how many times, guys, do we hear parents go, boy, that guy's a jerk? Or, <laughs> you know, my kid quit playing sports because of him. Um, I had a guy at Western Michigan University uh, on Amazon write a review that just said, this is, yeah, this is a Christian book, but it's for any coach because the principles follow through. So that's kind of the heartbeat behind this. It's nothing fancy, but uh, it seems at this point that God is using it. I, I You know, when it was done, uh, my wife did the editing of it. We had a publisher, and we just dedicated this to the kingdom uh, because of where I've been for all these years working with coaches and unfortunately seeing a number that would call themselves Christian until, until the ball goes up or the umpire says play ball and then it changes. And there's even stuff about that, about forgiveness, you know, not saying that you have to be perfect, uh, but it's not about X's and O's. This book is about philosophy and how to hopefully uh, put on the garments of a shepherd because all of us are, you know, sheep in shepherd's clothing, quite honestly. And and this is a book to try to encourage men and women in coaching to do that. One other quick story, and I still appreciate you bringing this up because I didn't know we'd talked a lot about the book. I had a former Division One women's coach call me in tears. And uh, she said, this book has changed my life. I said, which chapter? She said, oh, I'm page six. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> no, I've been. <laughs> she said, I've been hurt, and I realize it's because of what I've done, and that I haven't. And she said, it's never hit me. And she was just in tears. And she had been at some big schools. If I named the schools, you'd know them. And uh, it's so exciting. Now she ordered 15 of them, and she's doing a Bible study for all the coaches of a local high school there. Boy, and that's so, and she awesome. walked back into the school that fired her and said, hey, any of you coaches that want to do a Bible study, I'm here for you. Wow. That stuff fires me up. I am not going to make a lot of money off of this book, because, you know, once you go through Amazon, you get about a 30 cents for every book <laughs> you sell. But it's not about income, it's outcome. So you can tell, man, I'm fired up about this book. And again, anybody listening, I am not Willie Shakespeare. I'm a former coach. But the book is uh, is there for you guys and gals to put down your thoughts and to you, head coaches, to take your assistance. The other thing I, I realized, uh, Mike, is that a lot of head coaches share what they think, but their assistants just are yes men or yes women. And mm -hmm. to be able to sit down with a staff and say, okay, what are your philosophy? You answer these questions. You tell me where you're at. That's and awesome. I think that's how we mature as coaches, but especially as disciples of Christ. Okay. All right, I'm done. I got fired up. No, you're, that's you know what? <laughs> that's what this show is about. He's Tom Roy. Again, the name of the book, go to TomRoy.net, by the way. TomRoy.net. Go to Amazon and, and pick up the book. It's called Shepherd Coach. 
and it it is unlocking the destiny of you and your players, Pastor. We've had this conversation um, in the uh, um, in the research I did uh, for, regarding this book, and and to look a little bit more in depth on what the book is. There was a quote that Tom gave regarding the book that I think you're going to love. It says, "Look, this Tom speaking. I've seen all different kinds of styles of coaching." You don't see him in spikes, but how would Jesus do it based on his principles? And yes, he'd slide hard in a second, and he would take you out legally, but he would take you out. (laughs) And we've had this conversation on this show, Tom, a ton. Can you be competitive? Can you be ultimate competitive and and still call yourself a Christian? And we'd have we've had guys that would um, go back and forth with us on that. And Pastor and I believe I and I don't need to speak for Pastor, but I think you're right. I think I think if Jesus was on a basketball court, he set a pretty good pick, man. As long as it was legal, yeah. Because whatever we do, we do it heartily as unto the Lord. And I think it wouldn't be out of ego; it would be out of obedience. Yeah, so, and, yeah, and right I think I think it's I think it's so important too because if you're going to have a platform, I mean, a, a person who who plays in a sport and they're just basically a loser, they really don't have a platform. It's the the platforms given when when God has been gracious with their spirit and their work ethic and their effort to honor and glorify God by doing their best. You know, and I've I've told my boys all along, it's no disgrace to fail or to lose a game. But it's an absolute sin if you do less than your best, and yeah. that is uh, that has just resonated with me um, my my whole life. And uh, yeah. even even in preaching, I was just reading something the other day. Someone said, "If you can't get fired up about preaching, then you don't need to be preaching." Yeah, <laughs> I right. thought, yeah, right on. You know, Tom says he's not Shakespeare, but this is his sixth book, so you're, you're well, getting close to Shakespeare, right? <laughs> well, they're all million sellers, as I told you. I have a million of them in my cellar, so just to write them, that's a big deal. you got to sell a few of them, but anyway, uh, I, I, I enjoy – well, no, I don't enjoy. I never thought. If you talk to my teachers at McGrafton High School, which I hope all my English teachers are with Jesus now so they don't tell you how poor I was, I was not a great student. This is a thing of God, and I'm just very thankful for the opportunity. And, you know, when Co- when uh, Pastor Ken, you were talking about uh, winning, I, there's a whole chapter on defining a win because there are different types of wins. And I think sometimes we don't look at that. And you hit it, hit the nail on the head that you're competing as hard as you can, but it's not always on the scoreboard. You want it there, but mm-hmm. there are other wins. Mm-hmm. But, but it has the coaches think through that. What mm-hmm. does that look like? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we just saw some good examples. A coach at University of Virginia oh, and others absolutely. who are not ashamed to share yeah. what's really important. Yeah, yeah. not not at all, yeah. guys. We I'm Clients. sorry, we have to get to a break. Other side of the break, we will wrap up our time with Tom Roy again. Go to tomroy.net. Uh, pick up that book, Shepherd Coach. If you're a coach, pick up a copy, and then you'll end up ordering another 10 for your staff and some of the parents. Um, I would highly recommend go to Amazon or go to TomRoy.net. And if you're looking for a guest speaker, a keynote, a keynote speaker, easy for me to say, keynote speaker, um, Tom, you can get his information again at TomRoy.net. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. 
Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside the whining Pastor Ken Keltner <laughs> from Brookside Baptist oh, Church. I can't believe this. Man, during the break, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah, our special <laughs> guest is Tom Roy. You can go to tomroy.net for more information. And again, the name of the book, Shepherd Coach, uh, highly recommend it. It's uh, unlocking the destiny of you and your players. Again, uh, author, that's what I'm going to say, author Tom Roy. <laughs> it's his sixth book, and he is getting to be almost like Shakespeare. Pastor, it's all yours, brother. Hey, thank you, Mike, for the time here. Uh, <laughs> Tom, we, we have a good time, that's for sure. Hey, Yeah, you guys are trip. Yeah, hey, one thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, you had mentioned that you're the chaplain for the College World Series. Uh, I guess, is that still going on? Will you be doing that this summer, too? You know, I did, I did resign from that after 29 years, but uh, when you mentioned keynote, they now have asked me to be a keynote at their national convention in Greenville, South Carolina. So I won't be speaking to the players, but I'll be speaking to the coaches or administrators and uh, uh, presidents of the 150 Christian colleges. So uh, the, but, the tournament's still going on, but that was another thing that I passed the baton. Yeah. So now, uh, well, I was curious, how what was the reception there with uh, the players and coaches? Because you're talking about the the College World Series in Omaha? No, the Christian College. Oh, I got you, the Christian I'm College. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So they, uh, so I would think their response would, was, <laughs> if they're coming from a Christian college, would be good. <laughs> well, not always. Yeah. Um, you know, think about it. Some of these guys are there to play baseball. Some of them are not believers, and that's kind of cool because some have come to faith. Got some neat stories on that. Some of them are, you know, hey, we go to chapel five days a week. Now we have another one. And then there are others that are so fired up that mm-hmm. they come and they want to hear from another former athlete, if you will, how God really does move in their lives. And um, so you have everything, man. Uh, Christian colleges aren't perfect. There's all kinds of stuff going on when you're 18 to 22, all kinds of temptations, all kinds of things you want to listen to and maybe shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I loved it. What about what about your mission trips? What do you what do you have going on there? Or do you still have some are you still involved or trying to help out, you know, in the transition to you know, get some of these major league players over on different yeah. soil yeah. to uh help some of these kids yeah. understand Christ and baseball? Yeah, I still lead the team. I, I led the team to Germany in January, and then our camp in Italy this past month, uh, I was over there doing that. But uh, during the off season is when most of these trips take place with current players. And then we have a couple during the season to Japan and Korea where we take former players and use players over there that are Americans that are playing in those countries which, by the way, is really good baseball. Hmm. And so it's year-round. My involvement, obviously, has moved back, but I'll usually do one or two a year until they tell me I shouldn't. You know, I love doing it. Well, my question would be, uh, what's the baseball like in Germany? 
I mean, it's such a strong uh, <laughs> soccer soccer country. Yeah, yeah. They have what they call their Bundesliga, which is a pretty good league. Uh, and here's why: baseball is a minor, minor sport there. But the Bundesliga are the very best players, and so they have a northern and a southern division. And each of those teams has two to three uh, former professional players, mm. typically guys that were in single A to triple A that still want to play and see Europe. Uh, so there are their top two or three teams are competitive. Um, but for the most part, it's at an infant stage. Uh, but we love teaching those guys how to play. And then obviously for the purpose of sharing Christ. So hang on a sec, Mike, when you go, when you have the uh, opportunities to go on these missions trips, uh, you, you, and you do your baseball part of it, or you do the drills or whatever, do you, you then have a time for testimony for some, some, um, uh, sharing of the of the the message of salvation through Christ, I take it. Definitely, if it's a camp every day, we have a Bible study and a time where each instructor gives their testimony. If it's a clinic where we just go in for a day, I'll interview one or two of the athletes and then give the gospel. Yep, that's yeah. our purpose. Michael, turn it over back to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike McGivern with Sports Radio 105.7. Our special guest, Tom Roy. Uh, you can go to TomRoy.net. Hey, Tom, we've only got like three minutes left, but I've got a bone to pick with a couple of the guys that, that you sent to us. And oh, a guy okay. like Paul Bird and Tim Burke, they're talking oh. about like coming to town and drilling me and stuff. They they want to get me in a batter's <laughs> box and put one right between my shoulder blades, and I I feel a little like I'm saddened about that. <laughs> you no, know, well, I, I, you um, Paul Bird is a trip. You know, he's an announcer now for the Braves. Did you see that he has challenged people in foot races? If you haven't, you need to go to the internet and check that out. Well, I, crazy, man. I, I said to him, hey, look, you know, if you ever get to Milwaukee, and you, you know, I'll get in the batter's box, but bring a big bucket of balls because I'm going to lose a few of them. And he said, well, it's interesting you said that because, you know, I, I do a lot of work with the Braves. So I'll be in town and we'll get a hold of Marcus Handel. And, and hey, I own the corners. <laughs> don't lean in. And I go, you're kidding, right? He goes, absolutely not. Don't lean in. I own that corner. And I thought, hey, I mean, I'm only kidding. I'll tell you what, I will be there for that. I, I want to see yeah, it. I, I want to see it, you know. And uh, who Are you rooting I, for me to hit one out or for me to get hit? I, I just want to see it. No, yeah. yeah so do <laughs> I. I. Think the station I needs to sponsor that before the game. Have 40,000 oh, there watching Facebook that. Live on that thing. I'll tell you what. I would have the full body of armor on. That's what I would do. <laughs> and go. a big helmet to make sure when I get hit, it's not going to hurt. Hey, I'll tell you, this has been great. Hey, Tom, what did you, uh, how often do you get up into the, in, into Wisconsin, to the Grafton area? Well, my mother, who's 92, is still uh, doing well. And so she's living in Cedarburg. And then we have a cabin in Door County. So we try to get up there. Now that I'm kind of retired, hopefully more often. That's my answer. Hey, by by the way, some speaking digs. I love it. There you go. By the way, I think Tim Burke said, "Hey, look, if Tom Roy comes on and says something about the Packer season tickets, make sure he knows whose those are." Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, He's what? Awesome, hey, man. what a good man he was, Tom. We can't thank you enough for all the help that you've given Pastor and I in this show. And uh, congratulations on on the retirement. Congratulations on the baseball team having a good year. And good luck again with this book. Shepherd Coach is the name of the book. Uh, pick it up on Amazon or go to TomRoy.net. That's the best place to go. You get a lot of information on Tom. And if you're interested in having Tom come in and, and be a keynote speaker, that's
that's a perfect place to get a hold of him. Pastor, it's always a pleasure. It's great <laughs> it to see you. Great, did you get to, did you get to talk enough fourth I, I segment? Did. I did. I got I got my questions answered from good. Tom. He did a great job. I loved it. Good. So you're feeling better. I'm feeling great. That's awesome. Hey, Tom, it's good to talk to you. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thanks, guys. Uh, that's right. He is Tom Roy. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.